Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Janelle Feller. And I'm Katie Nordby. These are the stories of Amanda K. Jones and Jason Jolkowski. This story takes place in the east-central side of Missouri, along the Illinois border. It includes the towns of Festus, Peely, and Hisborough, Missouri. These three small towns are about a half an hour from St. Louis. Amanda K. Jones was a single mom. She was 26 years old and worked as an administrator at the Eagle Bank in Festus, Missouri. She and her four-year-old daughter, Hannah, lived in a trailer park in Peely. Amanda and her daughter were excited for the arrival of their son and brother, Hayden Lucas, who is due to be born any day. In 1999, Amanda Probst married Jeffrey Jones. Hannah was born to this union. The couple separated by 2000 and divorced in 2002. In December 2004, Amanda attended a company party that was held at the Hillsboro Civic Center. Brian Lee Westfall was working at the party as a bartender. Brian also volunteered as a groundskeeper at the Civic Center. The two struck up a conversation and made a connection. They dated for a very short time, but things ended in 2000, February 2005 when Amanda told him that she was pregnant. Brian offered to pay for an abortion. It seems that Brian was already in a relationship with another person. Amanda chose to keep the child and raise it on her own. She didn't hear from Brian again until August. On August 14, 2005, Amanda Jones was eight and a half months pregnant. Temperatures in, the area, in this area of the state would be in the high 80s with close to 70% humidity. She received a call from Brian asking her to meet him at the Hillsboro Civic Center to discuss the baby and grab lunch. It was a Sunday, so Amanda went to church with her daughter and parents, Bertha and Hugh Probst. She stopped by the drugstore, bought a soda and hairspray, and then met up with Brian at around 1 o'clock. Her sister-in-law called her at about 1.15 and said that Amanda sounded upset but couldn't talk. That was the last person to talk to Amanda. Around 5 p.m., Amanda's parents got nervous because they had not heard from her. Her sister Carrie went to her house to see if she was home. Finally, Bertha called Brian. He said that he had last seen her at the Civic Center at 2 p.m. when he had dropped her off after their lunch date. Brian called back and said that he hadn't been truthful, that they had never gone to eat. He said that they had talked for about an hour and then parted ways. When he left the Civic Center at 4 p.m., he had seen her sitting in her car talking on the phone. The family knew that Amanda's air conditioner in the car was broken, and there was no way that she was sitting in the car at eight and a half months pregnant during an August in Missouri. The family went to the Civic Center and found her blue 1997 Pontiac Sunfire. The doors were unlocked, and her purse was inside. Her cell phone, keys, and wallet were missing. The police were called, and an investigation began. Investigators collected Amanda's cell phone records, which showed that, they, uh, that the last call that she received was at 1.15 from her sister-in-law. There were no calls around 4 p.m., as Brian had indicated. About this time, Brian and his girlfriend got a lawyer and quit cooperating with the police. The police talked to Amanda's ex-husband, Jeffrey Jones. 
He cooperated with law enforcement and is not considered a suspect. Hannah moved in with her father. Unfortunately, Jeffrey passed away two years later, leaving Hannah an orphan. Hannah moved in with her grandparents, and she is now set to graduate from high school. She has hopes of becoming a pediatric nurse. Amanda K. Jones was 26 and eight and a half months pregnant when she disappeared in August 2005. She was last seen wearing a pink sleeveless shirt, pink and white flowered skirt, pink flip-flops, sandals, and earrings. She was last seen with contact lenses, though she wore glasses sometimes. Amanda is Caucasian and stands 5'8". She weighed 215 to 225 pounds at the time of her disappearance. She has brown hair and blue eyes. She has a dolphin tattoo on her left breast. The FBI are offering a $20,000 reward for information leading to the location of Amanda Jones and her unborn child and or information leading to the identity of the persons involved. If you know any information, contact the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office at 636-797-5515. And that's all that we know. She, she was a woman that is, was my size. She's eight and a half months pregnant. You would just, you would notice that. Right. Um, she, yeah, I, I, it is the picture of this woman is just like somebody that I would have known my whole life. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she's just an ordinary person. She wasn't, she had a good job, had a daughter, had a family, had a life. And, and, um, hooked up with somebody, got pregnant and now she's disappeared. And and since since then we don't know anything else about Brian. Like he hasn't been there's been nothing else as far as um any any other issues. Yeah, or well maybe not any issues, but has he cooperated with law enforcement since then or no. talked to them? Okay. No. Neither he nor his girlfriend at the time. Okay. They both um got lawyers and 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 quit cooperating with law enforcement. Um, but regardless, he was the last person to see right. to see her. And, and he lied at, right at the start. Right at the start, to yeah. the mom. Right. Um, I mean, it may have only been something about, you know, we didn't have lunch, we talked instead, or, you know, whatever. But regardless. Um, but why, why lie about something that's stupid? Well. It just already shows that if you can lie about something so... Mundane. So mundane. Then what else could you lie about? Lie about. And, I mean, something that that you wouldn't normally even think to. I mean, it it just it, you know we had lunch or we didn't and we just talked or right. Um, <clears throat> it just seems like a. a I don't know. It just seems. It's just odd. It is odd. It is odd. And. Um, you know, women who are pregnant. And it's actually dangerous. If it they're is. if they're in a in a um, a violent relationship, she and that child are at risk. Yeah. And Well and he had already offered to pay for an abortion, so that shows that he wasn't wasn't, wasn't interested, interested at all. Yeah. And and he could he could have changed his mind. I mean he could have changed his mind. Absolutely could have changed his mind. Right. That doesn't mean he's not gonna be financially responsible for right. the child. Right. Um 
it just it makes it a little bit more concerning in that now she's missing. Right. And he he's the person of interest. Yeah. Um but again, without a body you don't have a crime. And in this case it would be two. Um and a now and there's now there's an orphan. I mean Hannah is without either of her parents. But it's just somebody had to see something. It was a Sunday. I don't know what this civic center is like, if this is, you know, this could be a large area. Um, but just into thin air. Yeah. In 2001, 19-year-old Jason Jolkowski was living at home in Omaha, Nebraska, while attending Iowa Western Community College part-time. He worked at a local restaurant called Fazoli's and also for the college's radio station, 89.7 The River. He is described as kind and shy and had a handful of friends. He was aspiring to be a radio DJ. On June 13, 2001, his boss at Fazoli's called him on his day off and asked if he could come into work. Jason's car was in the shop and he told his boss he would walk there, but his boss made arrangements for him to get a ride with one of his co-workers. The co-worker was going to pick him up at the Omaha Benson School, about eight blocks away from his house. A neighbor saw Jason taking the garbage out around 10.45 a.m. before he headed out to meet the co-worker. Around 11.15 or 11.30, the co-worker called the Jolkowski house to ask why Jason didn't come to the school to meet her. Jason hasn't been seen since. The security cameras at the school were later checked and it showed that Jason never made it there. Jason was supposed to be starting a new radio DJ job a week after he vanished, and he was really looking forward to it. Police began to interview neighbors and conducted searches 10 days after his disappearance, but any sign of Jason would have been lost by then. They didn't start the search until after 10 days? Right. Just to see if he'd show up. So his family didn't report him missing until the next day because he was an adult, and so they thought that he, they had to wait. Well, um, and also, <clears throat> but, but 10 days. I mean, not starting that search till 10 days after. Right. Um, that, that seems like a long time. It does seem like a long time. It is a long time, yeah. Various searches on the ground and by air with the use of infrared technology um, were used, but there was no sign of Jason or any clues to his whereabouts. He literally vanished. Jason had left $650 in his bank account, which has not been touched since. He had no more than $60 on him at the time. His paychecks had never been cashed, and no activity on his cell phone or ATM card since. He also never showed up to the mechanics to pick up his car. A search of his room also showed that he took none of his belongings with him. Jason was close to his family, and he didn't have any issues with drugs or alcohol, and it was not like him to just leave. Jason's case has been listed as a homicide with the Omaha Police Department. A police officer investi investigating the case said it's the most baffling case he has seen in 30 years. Since Jason was 19, he couldn't be classified as a missing child. His parents lobbied Nebraska lawmakers to pass Jason's law, which created a repository of information on missing persons. They also started Project Jason to assist families of missing adults and children. Since its start in 2003, Project Jason has helped thousands of families around the country, including more than 100 in Nebraska, with tactical and emotional support to better the chances of finding the loved ones alive. They have distributed more than 50,000 missing persons flyers 
and they host a coping skills retreat for families of missing adults and children. Jason Jolkowski was 19 years old when he went missing in 2002. He is described as Caucasian, 6'1", and 160 pounds. He has brown hair and brown eyes. He was last seen a white Chicago Cubs or a Sammy Sosa t-shirt, a blue or black Chicago Cubs baseball cap, black dress pants, and black dress shoes. His nickname is JJ. If you have any information about the disappearance and or whereabouts of Jason Jolkowski, please call the Omaha Police Department at 402-444-5657. So it sounds like this area that he went missing was probably a residential area. Yes. There's a school there, and um, Omaha's a big city. It is a big city. Um, but you can't walk eight blocks and be safe? Well, and that that's what's so scary about this, is that Nobody saw anything. He literally just vanished into thin air. Nobody saw him after he took the garbage out. And we don't know if this is a work day, uh, this was, or I mean, if it a weekday or a weekend or June thirteenth. Um, so you know, um, during a weekday, I can see that a lot of people would have been not been home to have seen anything. Right. And two thousand one, they probably don't have the kind of security. Um, services that a lot of homes have now where they would have seen at least him walking down the sidewalk or something yeah. like that. But he's six foot one. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been noticeable. You'd think. Um you you you'd think that you would notice that, that you can't just and and if they had somebody had wanted to take his stuff, rob him of his stuff, they would have taken him too. Right. They would have taken his phone, his wallet, and his or, yeah. wallet, and his, um, and left him there. Yeah. Um, Just nothing. There's, there's no, nothing. So no cell phone, no t ATM, nothing. Mm. How is that even possible? I don't know. In a metropolitan area. Yeah. And so he was seen by the neighbor at ten forty five. The co-worker called his house at around 11.15. And I mean, I don't know how long it takes you to walk eight blocks. Different blocks are different sizes, but I can't imagine it would take you a half an hour. It just wouldn't to walk eight blocks. Well, and to go... And he's one, Right. And if there's... It just wouldn't have taken you that long. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't... I don't... There's just no... This makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. Eleven fifteen in the morning. Yeah. Was it? Was it okay? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So within a half an hour, he just vanished. But you know, there's a there's a and there's a lot of neighborhoods like my neighborhood has people who are of working age, mm -hmm. of retirement age, of um, and with with small children. Um, there are people around. Yeah. Um, and, but, but that, that's one thing is, is that today, I think that if it would have happened today, a lot of homes do have security cameras, do have things that would, would capture images, um, near their home. Right. Because he, he never made it to the school. No. That, I think that right there, the idea that somebody... Um, in the middle of the day, 
the middle of a metropolitan area um, with no ill intent, um, just walking, can go missing. That's my greatest fear. Yeah. And I realized, I mean, I don't right. know. I, I, thank God I don't have children because I would never be able to sleep again. Well, and he wasn't, I mean, from what he was wearing, it wasn't anything flashy that would stand out or that would... He had dress pants and dress uh, shoes. Right. He was dressed the for work. Chicago Cubs shirt. Yeah. It's just, it's it's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying. And that's that's all that there is on this story. That's literally all that there is. Because there's not a single sign of where he could be. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with information and articles used for these cases, can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. Hey, Katie, are you ready? 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 I'm ready. <laughs> are you ready for a weekly distraction? Mm-hmm. I told you that you're going to have to, probably going to have to step up your game because I have some poems here that are fantastic. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so these are, these, I, I was, I was finding these and I, I don't know if I'm just getting better at finding poems written by children, but uh, <laughs> these are, these are the, the best ones I've found so I'm far. I'm so excited to hear them. So this is by Max, and <laughs> the poem is called Bump... Wait, no, sorry. I couldn't read my own writing. <laughs> <laughs> this poem is called Burp Toot. Okay. <laughs> burp, burp, burp. Burp, burp, burp. <laughs> burp, burp, burp. Burp, 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 toot. I get the title. I get the title. <laughs> it makes complete sense. You picked a good title for I, that. I oh. really think that this, this it captured the whole essence of, of the poem. And what he I, was trying to convey. What he was really trying to convey, right, right. And I decided that I was only going to put one toot poem <laughs> in this mix because, really, as an adult woman, I can only handle so many toots. Um, I think that I only have one toot in here, but anyway, I thought that was pretty great. This is by Aiden P. And it's entitled, Poems Suck. Okay. <laughs> Poems suck. Poems suck. I would rather strangle a duck. <laughs> what? Poems suck. Poems suck. I would rather be bitten by the same duck. Poems suck. Poems suck. All of them do. Besides mine. <laughs> well, he put in the effort. He put it, He did the assignment. <laughs> he did the assignment. He did the assignment. And yep. I believe that his feelings came through. They did. On this assignment. They did. It's clear <laughs> that we understand the emotions behind this Right. Poem. He is not a fan. He's not. Of poems. Nope. Is no. fine. And he'll do it. The other ones are not. Right. Yep. And I mean, he'll do a great job. But <laughs> right. It's not fun. <laughs> okay, this one is anonymous. It's called the, it's called the Owl. 
Okay. The owl. He is a feathered dragon, perched on a branch like a king on his throne. His haunting cry is like a traveler lost. Swooping silently, he is a ghostly predator, taking his prey like a thief in the night. How old is this? I writer? have no idea, but that's I think that's good. I think a feathered dragon. I a traveler's lost. That's oh, I good. think it swooping silently. That was good. He's a ghostly predator. It's Ooh. it's it's accurate. It's accurate. Yeah. It's accurate. <laughs> so this one it partially is adorable because of it's it's spelt terribly. <laughs> That's what's making it so adorable, and I'll try to say it the way it's spelled. The flower. I wish I was a flower, as pretty as can be. If I can't be a flower, I'll just be me. Aww. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. That's really cute. They're not all cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, red bug. The color of the bug is red. Someone squished him. Now he's dead. Oh. He used to be so round and fat. Not anymore. Now he's flat. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, They're it, violent. It, They're violent. It's very descriptive. It's very descriptive. Yep. Very descriptive. I mean, I can, I can envision it. I can envision it. <laughs> Which, eh. <laughs> Good, bad, or otherwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if this is a poem. It's just a note, but I put it as a poem. <laughs> Hi, Dad. I ran away. <laughs> Kidding. I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding is spelt C-I-D-I-N-G. Oh, sure. Um, I mean. Just got to keep your parents on their toes sometimes. Well. <laughs> and I'm five. So, <laughs> no, I'm seven. I don't know. I think that maybe you have to be. But I thought the spelling was. <laughs> That's cute. I ran away. Kidding. <laughs> okay, this poem is by, this is the last poem that I have. This is by Jonathan. Dear God, if you let the dinosaurs not extinct, we would not have a country. You did the right thing. <sighs> he did. Yep, just he did. gotta give credit where credit's due. <laughs> if you let the dinosaurs not extinct, we wouldn't be here. Nope, we wouldn't be here. Wouldn't. So you did a good job. You did a good job. That's I so mean, cute. that's... <laughs> that's cute. That's really cute. I told you. I told you they <laughs> Those were going to be good. great. Those are good. What do you have for us? <sighs> so mine are arguments that couples have had during quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about my own household. <laughs> if you keep breathing in that annoying manner, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop asking me what I plan on getting up. What time I plan on getting up in the morning? I don't plan things like that anymore. <laughs> it's true. COVID nineteen. It's true. <laughs> For those who are quarantined with their partners, what's the most ridiculous thing you wanted to yell at your partner in this crisis? Mine is, I hate how you make toast. <laughs> it's those little things that'll just start to drive you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> If I want to eat an entire bag of chips, then I'm going to eat an entire bag of chips. Turn your head if the sight bothers you. <laughs> Look away! Look away! <laughs> but don't say anything 
and don't roll your eyes. Right. No make no sounds. Right. While I'm chewing through this whole bag <laughs> of chips. Mine asks me, what what are you gonna do today? Every day. And I don't think go downstairs is the answer he's looking for. <laughs> And that's I'm a lot of pressure. I'm just going to walk downstairs today because that's where else do we go? What else do we do? But that's a lot of pressure. It is. What are you going to do today? It, it's what? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. We're doing nothing. Nothing. Every day. Why can't you open anything without making it look like a rat chewed it open? Cereal boxes, resealable cheese packages, brown sugar bag. I'm over here playing scotch tape surgeon. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, I'm playing scotch tape surgeon because she's repairing the bag. She's bags. repairing the bag. And honest to God, a pair of scissors. Right. Are we adults? Right. Just, you know how. I mean, it. I will get you a, a you know, a children's, uh, a children's version if you can't use them. Right. There is nothing more annoying. Oh, my gosh. Or I just mean, not closing. Or... Well, or things. you know where you're, where it, it literally looks like a rat shoot, and, yeah. the, and the, one corner is just literally just ripped off, gnawed off. Yeah, <laughs> I can, she's right to be annoyed. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm just incapable of being nice about this right now. <laughs> well, I just want to say that she really, she nailed it. <laughs> yeah, she nailed it. She, she. I'm not honest. mad. I just can't do this right now. I. <laughs> she she expressed herself. Yep. She was not aggressive. Right. Um, though that will come if he keeps asking your questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, there was a day during which I considered temporarily moving out because my partner couldn't stop clearing his throat while we were both working at the kitchen table all day. <laughs> and you know, you don't realize oh, yeah. the tics yep. that people have, that you may have or yep. that they have. Yeah. Um, it may have been cute when you first started dating. Right. But after three Or you months, just didn't, you don't notice it day to day right, while you're going right, about your business. Right. But when you're stuck inside all day. For three months? Yeah. It could, it, it's, it's grounds for divorce. My fiance asked me today if I had ever thought about changing the hand towel in the bathroom. We've lived in this house for six months and he thought that he was drying his hands on the same dirty towel. We only have one. Only one. Like, I have a bunch of them that are the same color, so you wouldn't know. Yeah, I change them all the time. And, <laughs> all the time. And, and I just want to say, though, that why the hell can't you change them? And you don't even <laughs> right. know that we have more and they're all the same color? Right. Right. That's a whole this other is conversation. Not, this is not on her. This is no, on him. It is. And It doesn't say his name. Well, he's wrong. He is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday I announced, I don't want to share the blender with you anymore. And I meant it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why do you always fall asleep in the chair and snore loudly while I'm watching TV? Why won't you just go to bed? I'm just, just, I'm just resting. Just resting my eyes. I'm just resting. Just go to bed. Just go to bed. It's comfier. Just go to bed. And snoring during my show is annoying to me. Right. Why can I hear you chewing? (laughs) <laughs> honestly honestly yeah and those things we get louder as as the months go by they, they get do. louder and louder they do <laughs> how did you send an email without me before this <laughs> oh good god can you imagine no 
No. Because because this pandemic, would, I mean, which is testing all of our abilities to use electronics. And I our mean, patients. And our patients. Yeah. But in, unable to send an email. Ugh. Uh, Dave and I, <laughs> we could be going to the same location. We leave our house, and if we both drove from our house to go to the to where we have our oil change on our car, we would take different routes. Sure. Every Every who, gets, time. who would get there first? Um, I would say that I would. Sure. Because, um, well, because I might take not take the 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 main route, um, but I would probably get there first. I also have a tendency to drive a little faster than he does. <laughs> but but we we do everything. To, we fold a pair of jeans differently. Yeah. And, I mean, I do it the right way, and he does it the wrong way. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if you... Obviously. And uh, loading the dishwasher. Yeah. But I am very mature, so I never complain about how he loads the dishwasher. Sure. Because I really don't care. Right. Well, and I think that that's the point, is that these little things that you would never care about, is that you do, it's just tipping we people over the edge. <laughs> he must. He must. Because it feels like it's it's grating on our one last nerve. Yeah. Well, and I think that there's just so much stress with all of it, too. Like, not knowing what everything is going to look like in the future and not knowing when we're going to get back to a, some semblance of normal. Mm-hmm. And then you're stuck in home all, all day mm-hmm. and with the same person all day. And you're both trying I mean, to get you work done. You, when you got married, you didn't agree to this. Or no. when you, like... Like, got together, you didn't say, hey, someday I'm going to be spending three months right. with just you. And I feel like it should now, because of this, it should now be written into vows. Absolutely. Sickness, health, pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because yes. it's important. Sickness it's, is very different. Oh, very different. Because when you're when somebody's sick, you right. care for them. Right. You care pandemic, for them. Pandemic, you're just on each other's I nerves. I mean, you, you might care about them right. for a while. <laughs> a month. Six weeks, I'm right. saying. But nine right. weeks? No. No. Yeah. That's gone. And I think that divorce, there should be like a fast track divorce. Uh, what is the reason that you are wishing for a divorce decree? <laughs> uh, COVID-19. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Check. Done. Done. Yep. No explanations. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and good luck in your future. Right. 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 Well, those are great. Thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> you know what? Unfortunately, they're gonna st- we're going to still have arguments from couples during the pandemic. Right. Because this may never end. It will never end. And I feel like that's part of it, too. Like, is this ever going to end? Is this ever going to stop? There's a song that says, you know, it's like the most annoying song ever. And it just basically repeats itself over. This is the song that never... Yeah. Yeah. And over and over and over. Right. Yeah. And that's our life now. It is. It is. And it's scary and it's annoying and it's frustrating and it's all of it. Yeah. So we'll do it all again next week. (laughs)